Did you know that you can make more money by branding your Airbnb listings? That's what I'm talking about right now with Tracy Northcott on the Fearless Investor Podcast. Get ready to make more money. I believe true wealth cannot be measured by your income. It is instead measured by your availability of choices, especially the choice to live life on your terms. I also believe there are many ways to create wealth, but one thing is for certain. You have to have a laser focus on one path. My path, Airbnb, but I also believe in education and expanding your mind. Education helps you take off the blinders of life and see opportunities you never saw before. Join me on this journey of learning how to create wealth in Airbnb, real estate, and so many more investment strategies. Together, we can conquer the world of investing. My name is Kyle Stanley, and this is the Fearless Investor Podcast. Hey, welcome into the Fearless Investor Podcast. I am Kyle Stanley. You're listening to me right now as you're driving or as you're watching on YouTube, but this video was recorded live in our Airbnb Masterminds page a couple of weeks ago. If you're not a part of that group, make sure to get a part of it. Go to facebook.com and search for Airbnb Masterminds. It's the yellow picture with the brain and the weightlifting, and there's over 100,000 members. So if you're not a part of it, you need to be a part of it. Tons of knowledge being dropped every single day, especially from people like Tracy Northcott, who's talking today about branding her Airbnb. She doesn't have a ton. She's got 10 listings, but she maximizes the ability to be able to make money in every single one of those listings. It's wild. I learned so much today, uh, well, the day that I interviewed her on this podcast, because uh, she's just doing all these unique things and affiliates and and you know building her brand and also building other people's brands at the same time has allowed her to be able to create multiple streams of income in her places. And so I'm really excited for you to go and take a look at it. You're also going to be given an opportunity to go to her site and get a 15% discount on her consulting. All you have to do is go to the show notes for this one, which is fearlesskyle.com forward slash Tracy Northcott, T-R-A-C-E. Why Northcott is North and then C-O-T-T. And then all you'll do is just use the code Airbnb Mastermind. It's one word. The A in Airbnb is capitalized. The M in Mastermind is capitalized. That is all you'll do. You'll get that 15% discount. But either way, let's get to it right now with Tracy Northcott. All right, we're live on Facebook and I am super excited because we have Tracy Northcott. Let's make sure our audio is coming through first. Huh? I'll do a little mic check here. Yeah, there we go. It is coming through just fine. So Tracy Northcott here. Um, she's coming in from Tokyo. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what time is it over there in to Tokyo, Tracy? Not too bad. It's 8.30. Um, my kids just head off, headed off to school, but it's a cold and wet day here today. It's probably going to snow. So I'm sort of going to stay inside and stay warm, I think. Nice. <laughs> 8.30. 8.30. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think we're going to be just fine over here. It's only so 3.30 over on, on our end of the world. So, uh, well, let, let's have some fun here. So, get it, to get it started here, let's, let's break the ice with my favorite question. What's your craziest Airbnb story? Uh, you've been in this for a while now. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, I've been doing this for 10 years now. So, I guess, look, craziest story or inter most interesting story um i i just had a guest that stayed with me so often um and you know they were the first guest in one of my in my pencil house um and i was really nervous and they you know this is a tall skinny house and um they brought twin babies with them and it's, it was crazy but um then next year they came back and stayed and then the next year they came back and stayed and and uh, you know this chat works for a uh, 
a fairly big, you know, multinational company. And, and he did the sums and he went, well, you know, I come here, you know, I come here once a year. Um, how about I buy you a house? It's like, okay. Well, he bought a house for himself and then let, let, lets me manage it. So um, wow. he was one of my first sort of managed, uh, you know, non-arbitrage deals. So um, that's been going now uh, five or six years. So that's okay. been good. Non-arbitrage deal. Very, sorry, I was getting some feedback on the- I'm getting some feedback there, yeah. Yeah, no, we're, we're good now. We're good. That, gotta love technical issues. <laughs> but no, that, that's, that's really cool. So, um, and, and has that been mainly what you do? Is it uh, co-hosting now or do you do some arbitraging as well? I, I arbitrage. Oh, well, look, however, however I can get my hands on properties that I feel like I can make a profit on, um, I will do. So um, I don't really have a set business model. Um, I, start off, I started off doing arbitrage because I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea. Um, and, uh, you know, and obviously I didn't get permission from the owner and there was all, all that sort of issues that I've now learnt and, and, and doing it, um, you know, very transparently. But I, I work with owners who have a house here and they spend half the time. Um, I house hack myself. Nice. So when I built my own house um, off the profits of Airbnb, thank you, Airbnb, um, I built it and designed it deliberately with another apartment attached. So uh, that's, um, and I actually got a hotel license on that. So that's, um, so I have a, a one room hotel in my, in my house, which is right next door actually, where, from where I'm sitting. Um, and I manage other people's properties who are renters or however I can, however I can uh, legally um, get my hands on a property and I can turn it, and I think I can turn a profit on it. I will. That's awesome. Well, let me, uh, let me pause for a second and just welcome everyone who's coming in here live on Airbnb masterminds. Uh, really excited. We've got Tracy Northcott here in from Tokyo and as you can hear, she is not originally from Tokyo in that accent. I'm not Japanese, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but guys, as you're listening, uh, please drop your questions for Tracy. Uh, anything Airbnb related is welcome. We're going to be talking about branding here in a second, uh, but I really love the interaction, especially. So drop those comments, drop those questions. I'll be reading them as we continue to go here. Tracy will be answering questions. And uh, really excited for, for this next half hour or so. So Tracy, how'd you get into Airbnb? I always love to hear the origin of the story. Oh, look, it was completely by accident. So um, this was in 2011, I think. Um, I had a small child and we wanted to travel as a family and meet up with my parents up in Korea. And I kept looking for service departments or some sort of hotel that would suit us as a, you know, as a mixed group of, um, you know, older people, myself with a with a very small baby at that point, and um, and my brother and his, you know, his young child, and it was it was really hard to find something that was suitable for us. And then someone mentioned, oh, you can rent a house, and it was just like, oh, genius. So. So we did that in Korea. So we all flew in from wherever we were and landed in Korea hmm. and stayed in this house. It was like mine alone. So I thought, well, you know, I've got a, now that I've got this baby, um, everyone wants to come to Tokyo and visit. It's like I've been living here for 22 years, but no, no. And when I had the baby, they wanted to come and see the baby. So um, <laughs> and Japan houses are really small and, uh, you know, 
when you when you're uh, sleeping on the floor on the floor on a futon on a like a, on an air mattress it gets old really quickly so I thought okay well I can do this Airbnb thing I was already involved in a little bit of side hustles in real estate so I thought I'd sublease a I'd sublease a you know small studio walking distance from my house I could plop all my family and friends in there when they came to visit and then use it uh, as Airbnb part-time and just cover my cost so that was my very non-lofty goals at the time. I just wanted a, you know, a zero sum game. And it just went bonkers. It was like, oh, wow. Okay. So um, this is a, you know, this is a really needed product here in Japan. Um, The tourist boom was taking off. Hotels here are small and stinky and, and, uh, or they're really very expensive and, and, uh, and, and five and six stars. So not suitable for the family traveler. So it was just a perfect storm of, um, um, you know, me being in the right place at the right time. And so as the entrepreneur that I am, I just jumped on that wave and rode it. Yeah, that, our, our stories are very similar. I started doing mine as a room out of my house and I found out three years later that I was sitting on a gold mine and, and went all in. So what, what was that transition like? So you, you found this opportunity and you said you rode that wave. What did you start doing at that point? Well, I work with my my family. I work with my brother here. So, um, so he's so we have a small business together, and we have interest in real estate, and we used to own a bar. So, we're not afraid of jumping in, taking risks. We're not risk averse at all. So we thought, well, let's just suck it and see. So the first one went really well, and it was full all the time, and we kept putting the prices up, putting the prices up, and it was still booking out. It was like, okay, let's. Uh, who is coming, who is needing us. And so we then started to be strategic about which properties we would find. Um, uh, We were looking at places that had two or three bedrooms rather than small studios. Um, And we just rode that way. And so together, my brother and I, you know, you know, had four places, then five places. And then my husband, who was working in hospitality at that point in, in restaurants, um, and working stupid, crazy, crazy hours and not seeing us at all. Um, and uh, we just thought, well, what do you, you know, the pay's not great in restaurants. Like, why don't we just get another house and you can, you know, join in the fun. So we made it a family affair um, and, uh, and, and just got, kept getting more places as they became available. And it's always been a combination of arbitrage and coasting, whatever fits best. Whatever fits best, um, you know, regulations hit us in about 2000 and well, between 2016, 2018, they were bringing in regulations and there was a bit of backlash because there was, because it was such a boom, we weren't the only ones trying to get a piece of the action. And there was a lot of hosts doing it badly. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. A lot of, uh, you know, hosts that would just let guests run wild in small apartment buildings. And of course, you know, that doesn't go down well with, um, you know, with the, the, with local population, if they're not, if guests are not being well uh, educated and um, well contained. So there was a little bit of backlash. And so um, we then had to be fairly strategic about which properties we, we took and also spent a lot of time looking at our processes and systems and made sure that we weren't that host. We were the, we were the hosts that, that, other guests came to after they got burnt by a bad host so yeah we we really positioned ourselves to be professional operators because we started then moving 
we were looking at the numbers and recognized that you know the small studios didn't really have a lot of um didn't really had the same roi that right. a that a larger two three four bedroom house did uh and uh and so we just started focusing on the larger places then um and then recognizing that that's where the profit was but also we needed to to really up our game in terms of the professionalism yeah i i, I couldn't agree more with that and i think that's you know the, the bad news is what always hits the newspapers right and so whenever you know we i get i get articles sent to me all the time you know oh party and gunshots and all this stuff and i'm like yeah but you don't ever see the headline being host gives a guest a five-star stay, <laughs> you know, or, or guest, or guest has, or is the best guest that a host has ever seen on the Airbnb. You, you don't see the good things. And so it's really, it's really tough though. And, and I think for that reason though, we do have, especially for those like us, we have a, a duty to teach a lot of people how to be good hosts so that we can keep this, this house strong. So, um, how, how have you, um, gone about you mentioned being better and be more professional what are some things that have kind of you know we're talking about branding today right so i think branding along with that comes with a very professional experience and feel and treating this like a business and not like a hobby so what are some of those things that just kind of level you up in terms of the way that you're approaching things professionally i think working on your business is pretty important like looking at you know taking a bird's eye view and and just sort of deciding what you're selling Mm -hmm. what it is that you are, what you're exchanging for money. So we decided very early on that we were not selling cheap accommodation. That's not my product. I don't sell cheap accommodation. The fact that you can stay in our places is kind of, you know, is just part of the package. Um, and, you know, what we sell is a solution to a problem. And we sell to people who are coming into Tokyo, have a certain demographic, they have certain needs, certain wishes, certain desires, something that's going to make them happy. And we be, we are that for them and uh, for that particular demographic. So when I when I say branding, it's, it's really just a fancy way of saying, well, what is the experience that I'm offering and what are people paying for? So and it's a, so then it goes beyond how much it costs. So, you know, we're not just exchanging um, a bed for money or uh, we're, we're looking at the total value that that guest is paying for. And we obviously then amp up the value. And so the guest feels that that's a very good exchange of their money for what they're getting. That's great. Um, so let's, let's talk one thing. And, and before we get too deep here, I'm curious, sure. how many, how many properties are you at right now at this point? I, uh, I was at 25 um, before the Olympics pandemic hit it was a very ugly grim story that's another whole podcast altogether Kyle um we, we have five of our own and we also manage another five on top of that okay got it so how, sorry how many how many in total you cut out there that's 10 yeah okay cool so with with those 10 it sounds like you've put a lot of effort into uh branding let's let's pivot there and talk about that specifically what what is the reason, you know, a lot of people, especially starting when you started, you can throw something up on Airbnb and it's like, Hey, you'll make money, you know, 10 minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A little bit different today. So why, why do you think branding is the answer to, to that? 
we at one point had a lot of units and we because we were sort of feeling it out we were just grabbing anything we could and then um what i recognized the more properties that you have the more things that can go wrong and our choice was to have fewer properties but higher margins on each one um, I mean, obviously, there's so many different ways you can run a business, uh, how we chose how it fits our lifestyle and our and the way that we host it, it's a, a smaller, smaller portfolio, more of a boutique portfolio, but larger places, bigger groups and um, and suiting a, a different slightly different different demographic um, and being very clear about who we serve. And that's really the first place that we started. So we branded our business Tokyo Family Stays. Mm. So who we serve, where we are, what we do is baked right into the name of our business. So it's it's in the DNA of everything that we do. That's awesome. So it, it sounds like families are your main clientele. Families, extended families. Um, you know, we're not so interested in big groups of Australians coming to go skiing, you know, you know, university groups going to go skiing. We're not really interested in that demographic, but if you're a group with, you know, a family, a couple of kids, grandma and grandpa coming along, I'm your, I'm your host. I will know how to take care of you. I will have everything that you need. I will have anticipated questions even before they're formed in your head um, and that there will be a solution there for you. Um, I will also have things that are additional extras that you're gonna spend money on anyway but I will give you the privilege of spending that money with me. So I will so solve those problems for you um, and monetize at each step of that relationship. That's awesome. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago, we had Mark Simpson on here yes. and he was talking about the avatar guests and we're kind of yes. talking about that right now. So um, it sounds like you've got a pretty solid idea of your avatar. How important do you think that is from the get-go if you're going to really put your your money into an Airbnb and especially put um, you know your, your ideal brand out there? How important do you think that avatar is? I think you need, there, there are some times that you can just start where you are. So right. start where you are and, and figure out and figure out as you go along. You, you can overthink at the start, um, but you can just have a very vague idea and, and just jump because you can always change things as you move along. Like when we started, I just, you know, I had small units, I had big units, and then I figured out what I really liked. And then I just did more of that. So, you know, we opened and closed, um, we opened and closed units all the time. And that's, but uh, as long as we still have like a positive cash flow, as long as we've got a positive profit, that's uh, that's still a, a great way to do business. So you don't have to have the perfect business model to get going. Mm -hmm. So yeah, get going, um, see who's coming, see if they resonate with you, see if you really feel like you're delivering a good product to them. And you're also listen, listening to what they're telling you. Um, and then, you know, tweak and tweak and change accordingly, be adaptable, be curious, you know. Uh, so that's, um, so that's a very vague answer to a very specific question, Kyle, but, but really it is so unique to you as the host, um, your properties, where they're located, what problem they're solving, and also the types of guests that you're getting. So all of those three elements are really the sweet spot of your brand. No, I, I love that because that was kind of me as well. I, I started and eventually I learned about my avatar through hosting and understanding who was coming in. And one of the things that you mentioned, you know, 
you start off with these small units and you think, okay, cool, low barrier of entry, not having to pay a lot of money. And then you start to do these bigger units and you're like, oh, this is some good money. So did you notice a change in who you were attracting and your brand as you were making that transition from smaller units to bigger ones? Yes, because, you know, we'd get people who would come, we meet, we're, we're a slightly unusual type of business as well as we meet every single guest. So we get immediate feedback and we use that loop to uh, to grow and expand. So um, when we're talking to people, we get to know why you're here, what's brought you here. And then, um, and then we hear from people, oh, look, you know, we've had a really good time. Next time we come, we're going to bring another family with us or we're going to bring the grandparents with us. And so that's when you think, oh, okay, I don't have a place right. that will suit someone bringing grandparents or two families sharing the same house. So it's like, I'd best get on that. If that's what the market is telling me that people are doing, then I need to be ahead of that. And I need to have the, the, the a property suitable for that. Um, and it's really just listening and uh, um, being, being nimble um, and, and jumping I, like I said I have a very low threshold for risk I don't have a problem with with taking a risk because I know that uh, you know you can always shut things down if something's not working and, and adapt and change so um, that's me uh, and I know other people have different levels of risk uh, averseness but um, what I'm saying is it you know I'm curious I'm I'm really keen to get stuck into things and give them a go and and uh, and I'm here and I've built a beautiful house so it works yeah, I love it. So first of all, thank you for sharing that. I think that's really cool. I, um, I, I just think one of the main things I'm getting from this, just like what any good entrepreneur does is they jump in, they figure it out along the way. And then from there, then they kind of look back at, okay, what did I learn? Now let's create some systems around it. And, exactly. and so, uh, by the way, guys, we're with Tracy Northcott. I see a lot of people have just jumped on. Um, we were having some issues of sharing it in, in the group there, but uh, ask your questions. We've got Tracy live right now. She's coming in from Tokyo. We're talking about making money, uh, making more money by branding your places. And I would like to know, Tracy, just going off that same subject there of just jumping in, figuring it out. And doing it and then kind of figuring out the systems and the the real true way to do it from there uh, moving forward. I'm curious, what would you go back to to you, the very first property? What would you tell Tracy from property number one to do? Collect email addresses. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Get everybody's email address. Um, I didn't start collecting um, email addresses until about year four. And I kick myself for not that, for not doing that. Because because we were getting so many repeat guests. And as I said at the start, one of my repeat guests went and bought me a house to manage. So, yeah. you know, uh, you know, having uh, repeat guests are uh, an absolute goldmine because they're not buying on price. They're buying on your product. They're buying your service and hospitality and, uh, and price sort of becomes a non-issue. So then you can charge what you're worth. Um, so, um, it's not, and, and I don't see guests as a, um, as, you know, as a wallet, they're not a walking wallet. They're, they're people that they have needs and, and, uh, and I'm, I'm prepared to take care of those needs, but it's at the same time, I know what value I'm offering and I'm charging at the top end of that. Perfect. Well, I see, uh, Gracie just jumped on who is my wife. Uh, she says, 
Uh, love it, less properties, but targeting larger profits and growing that property category. Uh, so yes, I, I think that's very in line with like what Rachel Gainsbrew does. I'm sure you know Rachel. Love uh, Rachel, yeah, yeah. She's all about maximizing profits. Doesn't matter how many units you have as long as you are making the most of those profits uh, or properties for the profits. So that's great. Let's. I'm going to ask a couple other questions that I'm seeing people post here. Uh, Christine says, how do you cater to larger families without getting parties? So trying to get rid of those partiers before they come in. Fortunately, you know, where we are, we're in Tokyo, so people actually have to fly in. And um, so we, there's a, like an automatic screening that happens there. Mm -hmm. So we, and with our licensing, we ask for um, passports and uh, information right from the beginning, because we have to keep that information. So um, that does tend to put a fire under the person who's renting to make sure that they understand that they are responsible for everybody in their group. But um, I feel them out as well. So when people write to me and they'll say, we're a group of eight university students coming to go skiing and we're wanting to hang out in Tokyo for a couple of days. It's like, guys, I don't want to be a killjoy. I want you to come into to Tokyo and have fun. But I'm thinking that this place may not be a good fit for you because we're in a residential area. Um, it, and I list all the reasons that and, um, and then I'll see their response uh, from that. Um, and I'm very kind about it. It's like, I know who I'm trying to attract. And if they're not giving me the right answers from the beginning, then, um, then I will gently and kindly suggest an alternative. Um, like I said, I don't want them to not have a good time. It's just that my places, because of where they are and the way that they're set up, just they won't have fun there. Mm -hmm. um, and I want them to have fun. Have you ever thought about making, or maybe you already have made relationships with uh, local hosts that are a better fit so that you can send them to them and get some kickbacks? Yeah, I'm, I'm all about collaboration. We have working groups in my little local area um, and we often have lunch together and we share information. And so, um, and some of the, some of the, some of them have actually listed on my direct booking site because they, they don't want to have their own direct booking site. Mm. So yeah, I'm all about collaboration um, because I don't have a lot of small places and if, and I don't have a lot of small cheap places. And if I get people that are asking for smaller, cheaper places, I'll go, mm, I'm not for you, but you know, here, here is this person and they send me people back. And so I'm all about the collaboration, That's all about great. it. So you literally have people that are on your direct booking site, do you do you get a kickback from that? Absolutely, I yeah, do. Better. I, I was gonna say <laughs> that's that's genius. I mean, I have so many people in my markets that that I've never even thought about that. That's such a good idea. Yeah, and they and they you know and they benefit from my SEO juice because I'm an engineer yeah. by training. Um, okay. So, and I built my own website. So I, I get the, and I do all of the SEO and I do all of the, the Google juice and all of that. So they, and wow. you know, it's a big job and I get that. So it's better for me because I get more, more properties. It makes me look like a bigger empire than I actually right. am. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and I get a little commission and I don't have to do any work for it. It's just like, yeah. tick, thank you. There so, you go. Hey, I yeah. You've, you've got my head spinning right now in a good yeah. way. That's that's so good. But I make sure that the hosts that I list on my site are also in lockstep with my brand values. Yeah, that's so, what happens. Um, 
so you know i'm not going to have a you know i'm not going to be listing a, a cheap you know backpackers on my place um and at the same time and, and but what i do have that is a couple of really high-end luxury places i'm my brand is pretty much focused on middle of the road, but it's always nice to have some, some high end, you know, aspirational type properties as well for, you know, a uh, house porn type thing. Yeah. Um, so having, having that big range uh, means that you sell more in the middle. Cool. I like it. I like it. Well, I'm really excited because as soon as I ask people to start asking questions, uh, we just have had an <laughs> influx of questions. Oh. <laughs> So before I get to all of these, I would like to ask you one burning question for me. What is the number one thing that you have added as either an amenity, a service, or something in your day-to-day that has helped you to make more money? Because that's what we're talking about today, branding to make more money. So what's one, either it could be a branding thing, or it can be just something that you do uniquely that adds income to your bottom line. Um, two things I can think of immediately, and that is transportation. So I have a relationship with a transportation company um, because my guests are all flying in. They have no transport. So I'm solving a problem for them. And then again, I get the kickback from the, uh, from the transportation company for the introduction. Plus I know they're in good hands. So they're not wandering around Tokyo, like getting lost on trains. I know exactly where they are. And so that I'm saving time and money by dropping them at the front door where my staff can meet them and so i'm not wasting staff hours um because so that's the first one and the second one is i offer babysitting services whoa that's cool yeah so my my cleaning my turnaround team um they're all a, it's a it's a group of amazing women um from the philippines and um they all speak english and uh, they know the houses because they clean them and they turn them around. And they're also all mothers. Um, and so I'm able to offer that, that service. They babysit my own child. So I can give that personal validation. Um, and it's a win-win. Like guests are deliriously happy because they know that their kid is safe at home while, they, while the family can go off and have dinner you know, and do adult things rather than be doing child things all the time. So that's knowing my demographic and knowing what, well, listening to them and going, yeah. oh, you've got a problem. Let me solve that and monetize that. That's Boom. good. That's good. I love it. Um, I, I have a follow-up question to this. You have transportation, you have your direct booking site that you're getting some kickbacks for with other hosts. You've got the babysitting. Of course, you got the nightly rate. Are there any, I mean, that's, that's four streams of income within your business. That's pretty cool. Is there any other streams that we haven't mentioned? I have a ton. Um, wow. I have uh, phone rentals, SIM card rentals, um, uh, ticketing for tours, ticketing for gigs. Um, again, these are all on my website. You can, someone else delivers the service. Um, but they, they come through an introduction with me, but I've tested them all out. So it's not as if I'm just throwing, you know, any old, you know, any old Yahoo on my site. Um, I'm testing these products and, and recommending them. Um, so your, your local knowledge is, is valuable. Mm. And that's, and guests have already booked me because they know, like, and trust me. Um, and they're going to spend this money anyway. So why not pre-vet 
for them some of these services that they're going to spend money on anyway. So they're not wasting their time booking a tour, like a food tour, for example, that is going to let them down. The, the food tours that I recommend, I've done. I know they're good. I know that I know the person delivering the service, so I can have no hesitation that they're going to have a fab time doing it. That's great. Okay. Uh, yeah, th- this is super cool. Um, I'm really excited about this conversation. Um, I have so many more questions selfishly that I want to ask, but so many people have posted questions. So we're going to do kind of like a fire round here. Um, and if you can just give your best answer in 30 seconds or less for all these questions, here we go. Do I need uh, to limber up? Do I need to limber yeah, yeah, yeah. up? Get, get all, get all uh, lo- loosened up, warm up. Um, okay, got it. All right. So we've got Catherine says, once guests are in my unit, I have them as a captive audience. How can I yes. maximize their spend with us without making them feel like they're in a tourist trap? What things do you offer for guests uh, that they appreciate having, but don't feel any pressure whatsoever to purchase? Yeah, that's it. Obviously, I don't see guests as a walking wallet. Um, I see I see my solutions as a, as a solution to their problem. So I put things together in a package in a like a, a price list almost and make that available either in my digital guidebook or um, or on a, like in the house and then they can pick and choose. Mm. So it's like here's what's available. Um, and have some have some aspirational things as well. So I have things that I've only sold once or twice, like a personal chef, for example. Um, but people see that and they go, oh, wouldn't that be nice? And even just that feeling of um, choice is still a value. Uh, whether they book it or not, um, they still feel like you're offering them something. So, you know, you don't give it a hard sell. Just make a price list, have a, have a pamphlet, like what you get at a spa. Um, with different products and prices and let them do it rather than rather than asking have do you want fries with that you you (laughs) make it a soft sell absolutely okay I love it it's kind of like having the vending machine in the cafeteria you don't have to go use it but it's there exactly yeah Um, do you have any properties out of your your backyard or no all of my properties are in uh, are in Tokyo because it's just easier for us to manage that's so, right. And like our original goal was to have places that our family and friends could come and stay in. That said, my next property that I want to buy is a beach house that I can use that for yeah. me and that, that I'll be renting out as well. So that's my, that's on my vision board. For this okay, year. cool. Well, there is a question from, from Dana. Uh, she said, how do you manage uh, properties outside of the area that you live in. I think she was thinking that you were out of the area, but it sounds like since you have that on your radar, do you have a game plan of how you're going to do that outside of your area? I'll be probably using a local clean. I'll probably do all of the, the guest communications myself, um, uh, but it would probably be a, like a self check-in and, uh, you know, use a local cleaning service. So yeah. cool. Um, let's see here from Adrian, what is the best way to obtain your guest's real email address versus them giving you a bogus email? Ah, good question. Um, we ask for their real email addresses because that we have to send them some information before they check in. Um, and then we confirm that they've got it. So um, our pre-arrival includes maps. You won't be able to get to the property unless we've sent you these PDF maps. So um, yeah, we need that from you. I'm in the process of um, putting together, you know, getting perhaps StayFi. I've been testing them out. Um, 
to you know to capture everybody's email addresses because we have such big groups um but at the moment i've just been collecting the the uh the main booking person yep. because we need to send them information there you go and adrian stay fi essentially in order to log into an email or to a wi-fi you have to provide your email address so that's what tracy's referring to that's a good one um, but we do kind of the same thing as you tracy we have our guidebook um as as our our lead magnet you could call it um mm -hmm. from uh, either Tanner or Tanar, uh, what's one of the most important lessons learned going through the process of S, uh, doing SCRs from your experience? Uh, what's the biggest lesson from doing SCRs? Yeah, what, what's one of the most important lessons learned, I guess, maybe about the short-term rental industry? Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly what Tanner's getting out there, but what's maybe what's one learning lesson that you can share with everyone if you were fresh and brand new again? Um, I think remembering that looking after people where they sleep is a real privilege. And so um, thinking or like trying to think of everything that someone is going to need, um, keeping that as part of the core of your brand really um, will, will show that you care and people, yeah, we've been talking a lot about money here today, but um, one core element of my brand is really that, um, we we do care about people where they sleep and it, we, we, we think that that's a real privilege and we try to show that, we try to show that love and care to our guests by the things that we include. Perfect, perfect. Um, just so some of you know, you might be noticing I'm not asking your question. We have so many questions coming in. I'm trying to keep it to the same topic here. Uh, so Pamela, she says, do you charge a fee for others to list? Oh yeah. We already talked about that to list on your direct booking site. Yep. So you get a, do you get a, a fee no matter what, or is it just like a cut of every uh, stay that someone books? It's a, it's a cut of every stay. So um, I take it through by Stripe and then I do the Stripe split before it lands with mm -hmm. me so that I'm not paying additional sales taxes, but that's uh, a different topic. Yeah. So I do this, I do the split before it lands on island perfect um from it's either micah or mika tokyo has been closed to tourists during the pandemic how is uh the level of your business are you at 100 uh or sorry are you doing just 100 domestic uh where are your properties i'm from tokyo and very familiar with the neighborhoods yes I have pivoted more times than a ballerina, Kyle. Um, <laughs> I love it. So, 2020. Um, this is, I said, as a whole other, a whole other podcast. 2020, we were set up for the Olympics, um, and it was all inbound, 100%. I lost 1.5 million dollars in a month, and I sat on the floor in the fetal position. Oh my gosh! It was oh. it 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 hurt. It hurt a lot. Um, so we closed a lot of places that we only had for the Olympics. Um, we shut them down and um, we have medium term guests in there now. So we, there's, Tokyo is shut for tourists, but I've been able to pivot to um, people who are looking at medium stays who are Japanese people coming back to Japan mm. um, and quarantining and also uh, spending time with family. So there's a lot of Japanese people can come back. So I'm looking after Japanese families um, or people who are doing relocations between cities. So they might be doing two months in Tokyo, two months back where they are. So um, yes, I, I really have gone into the, the more of the corporate uh, relocation type, type thing, but with still with families. 
Cool. Mm. Have you noticed a change in occupancy or nightly rate due to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yes, it's been, it's, uh, but. You're, you're ready for things to open back up is what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> white knuckling it, Kyle, white knuckling. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Like, um, I watch the news every day going, come on, open these damn borders. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and and I think that, you know, just a, a learning lesson that I have there, because I'm in uh, a vacation market, I'm in a kind of mix between the two, and then I'm in a completely not vacation market. And what I can tell you is that the the more vacation-y you get, the higher the profits, but also the higher the, the risk in case, you know, a, 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 a pandemic happens, which no one ever expects. Um, but there is, you know, there's, there's a lot of benefits to all those different types of markets, whether it's consistency or high profits, uh, you just got, you just got to know kind of like what you said, you're branding, you're figuring out what, who you're serving and, and I like them all. So, um, and you can rebrand, right? You don't have to be, you know, if it's, if something's not working, markets change, pandemics happen, you just got to roll with it and you've got to figure out what's the next right thing to do. So, um, be resilient and just remember that you've got your health, you've got your brain, you've got experience and you can always do, you know, you can plow power through. It's never the end of the world. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to ask this question. Uh, it's the last one that's posted right now, but we do have time for about two more questions. So if anyone else has one more, uh, please post it. Gracie says, can you share a few examples of how you brand your properties? And, and I'm going to add to that, especially, uh, inside the properties i'd like to know you know we've and gracie and i've talked about this because she's she's interior designing with me and we've talked about like pillows with the brand and you know and maybe like a welcome basket with the brand and the mug and, and so i'm i think that's where her her question's coming from so i'm but i'm asking that for us <laughs> so like i said our brand is really it's more than a logo. It's more than the colors. It's, it's really in the DNA of the product that we deliver. So what I do when I'm setting up a place is I almost like I wear the skin of my avatar of my ideal guest. And I walk through the property and I imagine what is it going to be like? They're coming in, they've got their bags. Where are they going to put their bags? Where are they, uh, where are they going to eat? How are they going to feed their family? So knowing how they're going to interact with the space is determines how you set it up, what things you buy, whether you buy chairs with backs on them. Um, if you're looking for families, if that's your demographic, then you, you need to have chairs with backs on them. Um, it's just those little things. So knowing your brand really does save you money yeah. because you don't make choices like bad choices in interior design and also in the furniture choices um i'm not an interior designer i'm i'm more of a sort of space designer i guess um and uh i'm my color schemes can be a little off but what i offer is a um you know is a local experience in japan so that's that's what i'm trying to deliver all the time so but i do have things like um obviously all of my website has my logo has my uh, which is very simple it's just tfs tokyo family stays um and it's just consistency um keeping the, you know uh keeping the consistency throughout i also um in my amenities i have a, a little sticker book so, um, which is a gift, and I had these custom made, it has the logo on it, has the URL, um, but it is something that a family can use while they're in Japan. What a lot of people don't realize is that every single train station and every single um, 
uh, sightseeing place has a place where you can take a like a um, a decorative stamp right. and 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 I give the kids something to do. So it's like when mum and dad are like, oh, where am I? And they're all stressed and their kids are going, yeah, the kids have a job. So where is the stamp place? So it gives the kids something to do. And they also then, they get the stamp in the book and then they can take that away home. That's so I know that's a bit convoluted, but uh, but it's, it's thinking about those things, thinking about what's gonna make the life of your guests easier and, and putting putting your stamp on that. I like that. Your stamp of approval, right? Sorry? <laughs> your stamp of approval, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow card for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, had to. Uh, last question here, actually from Tiffany Barnes. She's been on our show before. Hey, Tiffany. Um, and Hi, she Tiffany. said, uh, did you build your own direct booking website? And if so, what did you use? I think this is a great question because I don't know any two hosts that are using the same direct booking platform, website, channel manager, whatever. So I'm interested to hear your, your answer on this one. I chose Logify yeah. um, for a couple of reasons. First of all, they had, when I initially was looking around, there was a couple I was tossing up between. Logify had a Black Friday sale. So I went, oh, okay, half price for a year. I'll take that. And um, the other thing I liked about Logify is that I could, you know, as an engineer, I could get under the hood and I can change things like language. Cool. Um, uh, being in a non-English speaking environment, I also wanted to have a multilingual site and Logify let me do that and also let me get under the hood and tweak the language, uh, tweak the text fields. But I'm really nerdy and geeky. I don't expect anyone else to do that. Um, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. There's things I don't like about Logify, but I'm, I'm sort of in it now and there's not enough that I don't like for me to move. So. Got it. Okay, cool. Well, hey, you just you just survived that fire round. That's got to be the most questions we've ever had in in one live video here. But um, I don't want to end this without people knowing how they can connect with you and get some help from you too. And we're going to have a, a link that I can share with them. But can you just go a little bit more into that? Sure. I write a, you know, with the pandemic hit, I needed something therapeutic to to get everything out. So I started writing a blog. Um, you can find my blog. Uh, I'm, I'm not a woman of mystery, Kyle. You can find me at tracy-northcott.com. And I write about all things short-term rental. That's free for anyone to use. I do marketing tips. I do things like duty of care, safety, that type of thing. And I just write, um, I haven't monetized it very much, but it's, it's more about just therapy for me to, um, uh, to share what I've learned in 10 years of hosting. Um, but if you do want to work with me some more, I do audits on uh, people's listings, whether it be on direct booking websites or uh, the Airbnb listings, and I can find people hidden money. So um, a client I worked with last year, she made 16,000 euros for the whole year. She, I, she, gave, uh, she came to me and had an audit. And I checked out a few of her things. I gave her a few tips, gave her, you know, held her hand and gave her the courage to do it. She made more money in the first four days of 2022 than she had in the whole time of uh, 2021. So, oh my gosh. So, um, and I said, can I use that as a testimonial? And she said, <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, that's the sort of thing that I do. Um, I can, you know, tweak your copy, your, you know, just making sure that you're trying to attract the people that are going to best serve you and are best going to be happy with you. So, um, and uh, making sure that your pricing is at the right end. 
um, you know, like I looked at one last week and, and the design was gorgeous. It was very luxury. It was very high end. But then her copywriting was all about trying to attract families. And I'm like going, as a mum, I would be nervous about booking your place because, um, you know, be, because like your place is so gorgeous. I'd be worried about my kids smearing peanut butter over anything. So you should be really targeting a slightly different demographic and they're going to be paying you more. So I, I helped to really position the message for that. So that's um, awesome. Mm. Very cool. Very cool. Well, um, we're going to have a link for that. Uh, if, if people want to reach out to you or start following you though, I just dropped the link in the, the comments here, Tracy, uh, T R A C E Y hyphen Northcott N O R T H C O T T.com. Very simple. Um, and so what, what do we want to do here, Tracy? You want people to just um, DM me and ask for the link or yeah. okay. DM you? That's fine. Um, ask for the link um, and uh, yeah, just make sure that you let me know where you've seen me so that I can um, I, I can make sure Kyle gets the love as well. And we'll, we'll just uh, um, we'll, we'll share it all. So I'm all about the collaboration. Cool. Cool. Yeah. We're it, better together. We're better together. All of us. There you go. I love it. Tracy, any last words uh, that you want to leave everyone with to help them go out and conquer the world of Airbnb? If you're sitting on the fence, just start where you are. Just start, um, you know, uh, uh, taking care of people. Like, think about the people. Think about the humanity. Think about the hospitality. And you can't really go far wrong. Hey, this has been so much fun. I've really enjoyed this conversation. And this just goes to show you that it has no matter of how many units you have. I've got 62. Tracy's got 10, but she is teaching me things that I've never even thought of today. And this is so cool. And so I'm so excited about the, the knowledge you just pumped into our Airbnb Masterminds page. And uh, if you guys are watching this on replay on YouTube a couple of weeks later, uh, well, wow, uh, I'm sure you've enjoyed this just as much. But Tracy, thanks for being with us. One more time, the show notes are fearlesskyle.com forward slash Tracy Northcott, T-R-A-C-E-Y Northcott, N-O-R-T-H-C-O-T-T. -T. And you can go to that site that's on our show notes. You can click on it and go to uh, the checkout page with her consulting option, get a 15% discount and get started on branding your Airbnbs and upping your income in all of your places. That's it today for the Fearless Investor Podcast, where we're helping you to conquer the world of Airbnb. We'll see you next time. Uh, 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 uh.